a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Well, the wait is over. If you have been holding your breath uh, for Joe Biden to make his vice presidential running mate decision, well, uh, you can now take a breath. Kamala Harris, California senator, will be running alongside uh, Joe Biden uh, in his quest for the White House. What does that mean? Uh, Well, it means that Mike Pence in early October, we'll be debating Kamala Harris right here in the state of Utah. Uh, joining me to, to help make some more sense of this and get some reaction from the Biden campaign is Scott Howell, uh, who has been serving as a, a surrogate for the Biden campaign, good friend of the Bidens, uh, and has always been uh, ready to, to offer his insight, and I'm always grateful for that. Scott, uh, what do you think of this news? Well, <laughs> it's an exciting day. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's an exciting day for uh, the United States of America to have an African-American senator uh, that will be representing, hopefully, um, the, the vice president. And Camilla Harris brings such a wealth of talent and knowledge to the ticket. And I, I think, uh, as Vice President Biden said, he was committed to picking a female. I, I do think that color was maybe not at the top of the list, but it just turned out that uh, – uh, the senator's credentials are very good, and I think it's something that people can relate to. So um, it's been a long time coming, but uh, now we have a ticket. And I think the most exciting thing you said, Lee, was um, uh, the Utah Debate Commission has been a pivotal uh, partner with the Presidential Commission, and we'll be hosting the only uh, that we know of today, the only right. debate between Mike Pence and Camilla Harris. What does that mean? What will the excitement level be like here? What will be the experience of uh, maybe students that get to be involved at that debate? Oh, my goodness. What I equate it to is the excitement around the Olympics. And it brings such notoriety to the great state of Utah. And it shows that um, we have the facilities, we have the technology, we have the personnel to make this one of the worldwide covered events. And I, uh, I've learned a lot about what happens on these debates. The Secret Service takes over almost immediately. And um, when we were in negotiations with the Presidential Debate Commission, we had to have, I think it was 3,500 hotel rooms. And then they started showing us the map of how many foreign countries come and, and participate in these debates. Now, uh, COVID-19 has changed the, changes the scenery. And it's going to be different, uh, but I think we'll still have a fair amount of reporters here. Yet to be determined on social distancing and the protocols. To uh, We really have these debates set up for uh, students. That's why all the presidential debates are held at a university or a college throughout yeah. the country. And um, it, it's still yet to be determined where we will be. Uh, with the pandemic and how many students can be, but it will be up at the University of Utah uh, in a subset of the Libby Gardner Hall. Um, and it, it's, it's just an exciting time. And, Lee, as you know from your experience on the, uh, with the Olympics, 
when people start talking worldwide about Salt Lake City, it just brings that natural gravitation of curiosity. Uh, and, you know, we're known for our great uh, winter uh, sports, um, but in the fall, it'll be a spectacular place to host it. And what's going to be exciting is when they get the moderators finally uh, completed. And remember, this will be the only vice presidential debate that's sanctioned right now. They might have others, but it really gives us notoriety like we've never seen before. Joe Biden moments ago has tweeted the following. He writes, I have the great honor to announce that I've picked Kamala Harris, a fearless fighter for the little guy and one of the country's finest public servants as my running mate. Back when Kamala was attorney general, she worked closely with Bo. I watched as they took on the big banks, lifted up working people, and protected women and kids from abuse. I was proud then, and I'm proud now to have her as my partner in this campaign. Uh, She was the best choice? Well, you know, when you look at all things considered, uh, I think she brings the... Uh, the gravitas of keeping California uh, in 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 the column, the blue column. But I think she's really has matured. If you remember those early debates, Camilla was really tough on Joe, very tough on him. And all those things get forgotten really fast. But I like that that she was. She called him out on some uh, some progressive issues. But I think that their personalities, and I just know her a little bit. I don't know her very well, like I know Joe. But I think he was picking someone because he knows what kind of talent you have to have uh, at any moment. The vice president could become the president. And so I I think that the vetting process, and as you know, Lee, it, it is so tremendously taxing. I mean, they have committee after committee after committee interviewing people. Um, and I, I think what, what, what it says is that all things considered, that Camille will represent. And, again, I, I don't want to overplay this, but it's nice to have uh, both the, the gender and the color mixed into one package that really makes a statement of America and where we are today. Uh, I don't think that should be the criteria of picking someone. It has to be on their foreign policy. It has to be on their uh, experiences that they've had. It has to be the ability for them to know how to navigate through the Congress. As you know, uh, serving in, in, as, as a staffer, right. that vice president spends a lot of time over at the Capitol. Yeah. And you've seen that. Uh, the motorcades pull up there. And they go underneath the tunnel there. And, and then they're up there you know, lobbying as hard as anybody and Joe was uh, really good at doing that. I mean, that was one of the reasons Obama picked him. And, and I think Camilla's got those skills. And I think she, you'll see her reaching across the aisle more and more and more in her new role. Time is tight. Uh, if I could, in just a minute, could I get your thoughts on the inclusion of uh, former Ohio Governor John Kasich in the, uh, in the convention of next week? Well, when you talk about uh, another canon, I'll go back to your previous question. I'll be real quick here. You know, a lot of us thought that John Kasich would have been a great addition to the ticket. And what a message it would have sent to the to the state. Uh, it reminds me of Peter Caroon when he picked uh, uh, Representative Allen, Cheryl Allen, to be on the ticket running for governor. Um, I, I think what what it, it, it what it says is that the the Democrats have a centrist platform. It says that we will move forward and that we will. Um, attempt to make uh, the country uh, inclusionary. 
uh, all lives matter. And I think we've had an opportunity to understand about some of the racist and prejudice. And I've heard you so articulate this, too. Um, and, and it's time that we end that. And I think having yeah. uh, Camilla there uh, really adds to that. Um, and, Lee, I, you know, it, it's going to be very interesting uh, what happens in the next uh, 15 or, uh, well, convention week and what's going to be there. Kasich will be a tremendous speaker, and I think he's going to speak from the heart, and I think he's going to appeal to those moderate Republicans, um, and and that you'll see that uh, he's going to get high high marks on on his speech. Outstanding, uh, Scott Howell. Thank you so much for your expertise. I look forward to speaking to you. Certainly, as next week uh, it transpires, the Democratic National Convention uh, taking place. Have you made your mind up? Are you traveling out there or no? No, I uh, made the decision not to do it. Uh, I just got my pre-credentials right now, and uh, I just think uh, Dr. Fucci and others who have yeah. spoken about the uh, pandemic, uh, I don't think it's worth taking the chance. I- I'm a lot older than you are. <laughs> you know, I'm not a young and like you. You could just yeah. fly out there with no problem. But well, that's all right. I, I respect your decision. I think it's based in wisdom and prudence. Uh, I hate yeah. to cut you off, but the Pac-12 is going to step up to the microphone in just a few moments and give us some oh, explanation okay. as to uh, some of the big decisions that they are making. That's all coming up here shortly. Scott, again, uh, my thanks to you for your Thank insight. You. Uh, and for joining me today, uh, the big news, Kamala Harris will be running alongside Joe Biden as he competes against Donald Trump in the general election for president of the United States. Quick break. Coming up, news and an announcement from the Pac-12. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America, but the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I told you something before we went to the break, and I have to change the plan here for a moment. I, we, If there's time today, we'll have a conversation about uh, air passengers and uh, an interesting trend which has developed in this coronavirus era. Uh, for some reason, uh, TSA is reporting having found three times the, the number of guns in carry-on luggage as uh, as it did in July of last year. Uh, I have a theory as to why that's the case, and if I have time today, I'll share it with you. Uh, if not, you and I will discuss it uh, tomorrow. Joining me on the line right now is the chairperson for the Utah Democratic Party, Jeff Merchant. Uh, I thought, hey, you know, we better hear from uh, Mr. Merchant and the party here uh, in Utah on the occasion of the announcement by Joe Biden, presidential candidate, uh, presumptive nominee, uh, his announcement uh, of having selected Kamala Harris as his running mate. And so, uh, Jeff, sir, I'm grateful to you for, for joining us. Uh, you, you hear this news. Uh, how do you respond? 
Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I just barely heard the news myself. And to be honest, uh, I'm really excited about this. This is obviously a historic moment for, I think, it's a historic moment for the United States. First time that we've had a woman who is uh, black and also Asian-American. She um, she is also of Indian descent, who is on a major ticket. So I think this is really exciting. You know, I think it's also interesting that she's, 20 years younger than Joe Biden. So uh, I think that um, this is also an indicator of uh, Vice President Biden's uh, willingness and commitment to kind of pass the baton onto the next, uh, the next uh, level of, of Democrats, the up-and-coming Democrats who, who are ready to take the party over and, and ready to help lead the country. You mentioned her demographic makeup, uh, uh, her... Uh, her heritage and such. W- what are the the benefits of of that? Y- you mentioned uh, her African American. Uh, you mentioned Asian. W- why are those benefits to this ticket? Well, I think that they're a real benefit because one of the things that we're really learning is that at the end of the day, a different perspective is always a good thing, and that uh, that we learn more and we do a better job when we have different perspectives. I think that one of the problems that a lot of people have with the current administration is that there's only one perspective that's being listened to. And as a result of that, the decision-making process isn't very well thought through, and it isn't as thoughtful as it could be. The nice thing about having people with different viewpoints and, and simply having just grown up a different way or having lived in a different community or having had a different experience, a life experience is that they approach issues differently. And I think at the end of the day, that that helps us to make better choices. What do Utah Democrats uh, stand to gain with the selection uh, of Kamala Harris? Should, let's say, uh, Joe Biden is able to secure the presidency uh, with the vice president uh, of Kamala Harris, uh, how does Utah benefit? Well, I certainly think that having someone from the West is good. Uh, Kamala Harris, obviously, is from California. Uh, We would have loved to have somebody, I'm sure, from Utah, but uh, California is great. And I think that uh, that'll mean that uh, we'll continue to have some emphasis here in the Western states on issues that we find important. I think that just like uh, Utah, California has issues ranging from things like uh, water issues, uh, drought issues, and a number, a number of other uh, major issues that affect uh, Western states that I think someone like Kamala Harris will understand and be able to bring to the table. I also think that for Democrats uh, in particular here in Utah, Kamala Harris gives a sense of, um, you know, not only excitement, but uh, an ability for, for especially younger folks and, and people of color uh, people that feel like they're on the outside, that uh, they have a chance to, to be able to make a difference and to be something uh, when they grow up that they may not think that they can be today. This announcement means that on October 7th, Kamala Harris will be right here in Utah debating uh, likely Mike Pence at Kingsbury Hall. How will that evening go? Well, you know, I think it'll be an interesting one. Uh, I think that uh, she certainly can hold her own against uh, Mr. Pence, and I think that um I think it'll be an exciting night. We'll probably see some sparks fly. I certainly hope that I'm able to get a ticket and be there. But, uh, you know, Kingsbury Hall isn't too big, so we might be we might all be fighting over those tickets. So (laughs) I'm excited for that day.
Well, very good. Uh, good luck to you in that quest uh, for a ticket. I think you and I will be uh, maybe duking it out. I'd like to be there myself. Um, uh, yeah, we might have to arm wrestle for it, huh? All right, there it is. Uh, there it is. No problem. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Merchant, uh, chairperson of the Utah Democratic Party, uh, having a chat uh, with the chairperson on the occasion of the announcement uh, made by Joe Biden that Kamala Harris will uh, run alongside him uh, as he seeks uh, the office of the presidency, she the office of vice presidency. Jeff, thank you so much for, for your insight here. Absolutely. Thanks, Lee. All right, 100%. Uh, a few more minutes left in the program today, and if you have any thoughts on this selection by uh, Joe Biden, I would be anxious to hear from you. The best way probably to weigh in right now is via the uh, Utah Community Credit Union text line. The number, uh, you know, you've got to store it in your phone, but I'll tell you for the newcomers, it's 575-0-0, Let me know what you think about this selection. Uh, does it strengthen the, the Biden ticket? Uh, what does it do in terms of Joe Biden's now strength or weakness uh, against Donald Trump? How do you analyze this thing? How do you analyze this announcement of uh, Kamala Harris now uh, running alongside uh, Joe Biden? One last thing I'd point out on that. I've uh, just learned that tomorrow it is expected that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will offer some remarks together uh, for the first time. So we'll get the timing on that sorted out and certainly bring that uh, to you here on KSL News Radio. All right. We have learned uh, a fascinating development in the presidential race, new vice presidential candidate coming up. We have also learned some unfortunate news uh, for sports fans. Pac-12 announcing that they are halting all competitive athletics for the duration of the 2020 calendar year with some optimism and some hopes maybe that we get back to competitive play in the new year. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, but that news will certainly be broken down at much greater length and uh, with more expert insight than I am able to bring uh, as you tune into Unrivaled tonight on KSL News Radio. A few minutes left. I'll, I'll tease this story that you and I will dive into uh, in greater length tomorrow. The, the, the headline reads, Air passenger traffic is down 75%, but TSA found three times the rate of guns it did in July last year. Now, depending on, depending on your, your background and your hobbies, you may uh, have two different reactions to that headline. If you are uh, not necessarily a firearms enthusiast, you might hear that headline and say, oh my gosh, the terrorists. They're at the, the, the terrorists are trying to sneak guns on board. The, the, we're, we're done for. What the heck is happening? They're trying to take advantage of, our, of the chaotic nature of this country right now in the midst of a coronavirus. That's not the case. That's not it. Here's what's happening. It's simply an exercise in thoughtlessness and carelessness in disregard of basic uh, firearm safety. If you are a firearms owner, you must always be aware of where your firearms are stored. Sometimes when you're on the road, uh, you tuck that firearm into a suitcase, into a bag that might sit on the passenger seat next to you or in the trunk behind you. And if you are thoughtful and you are keeping a good accounting of where your firearms are and whether or not they are loaded and where they are secured, uh, you'll remember that that firearm is in that travel bag. And you'll put it in the safe or wherever it is you secure it in your home. But if you're careless, if you don't have uh, safety top of mind, what ends up happening is exactly what we are seeing playing out across uh, airports right now. You forget that it's tucked in that pocket, in the suitcase. And then when it's time for your next air travel, 
you pull out that suitcase, you load it up with your with your sneakers and your toothpaste, and uh, you try to fold up your suit so it doesn't get wrinkly. Uh, you tuck it in there, you zip it up, and trying to save money, you don't check the bag. You try to walk through security with it, and they have these machines that are able to observe the lack of safety and the the thoughtlessness that led you to leave that firearm uh, tucked in your bag. That's why this is happening. And I will admit uh, that I have been close to committing this offense uh, on one occasion myself. I remembered in time. I got it home and secured uh, without any problem, but it's, uh, it is unfortunately an easy mistake to make. And we'll dig into this at greater depth uh, tomorrow. We'll look at some of the numbers, some of the figures, some of the, the, the reasons I think we ought to be a little more vigilant when it comes to traveling with our firearms. Also going to look at the safe way and the proper way to travel with firearms. That's on tomorrow's episode of Live Mike. Now, time for me to step aside and make way for the great Jeff Kaplan.